0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, buddy! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com.
1: We were on a break!
0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: Good morning, guys. The day has come. Where we get to give our predictions <laughs> for this Saturday Cowboys game. Cowboys win. Oh, okay. Right off the bat, I was like,
2: like the day has like the day not, has like come. We're not traveling. We're definitely not playing. So but this is our
1: last show before I got the last okay. show. game before game day. So I got, it. I got people. Uh, seem to care what you have to say, so you're gonna tell us.
2: It's really, <laughs> for whatever reason, build us up. <laughs> for whatever, build reason. us up so that the listeners want to hear it. Thanks, Amber.
1: <laughs> some do, some don't, but that's why we have a good mix here with Derek, Nick, and Dave, who's gonna give, who are gonna give us their predictions about this game on Saturday. Hopefully, it's a good one. But before we get into all that jazz, we'll start off with the players that. Are gonna play or not gonna play? Let's try to figure out the inactives and the guys that uh, these guys are have been limited with question marks: Cole Beasley, Blake Jarwin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's just go down the list. Did you eat some of those Calm donuts down. upstairs today? Yes,
2: you did. Yeah. It's just the, the, Thanks, Duncan. The energy level, is <laughs> the sugar level is I here a today. took a yeah. bite
1: of a donut. Okay. Eric
2: called her out in
3: front of everyone.
2: Which, no, I didn't. No, I'm not trying to shame you for eating the donut. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to awesome. understand why you are coming at me like this this morning. Just...
1: Well, I'm wearing a cowboy sweat, so that's always good when you feel comfortable okay. and not in, like, in a dress. You okay. just like... Dave would know about that. Yeah, you would know about that life.
2: Comfort always. <laughs> yes. Always comfort over everything else.
1: So, Cowboys inactive. Let's okay. try to figure out this list. We know that the Cowboys are having some issues at wide receiver and Irving. also O-line. Irving. So
4: Irving's definitely
2: David
1: out. David Irving out. Take a
4: stab at that one. Out. Good.
2: All right. Well, Cole Beasley and Blake Jarwin are still not at practice. Uh, they weren't out there today. Today is basically Friday. That's, you know... I'm not ready to rule him out, but that's gonna be one of those situations where just wait and see. Um I have to lean toward thinking Blake Jarwin's gonna play in this game because I don't know who else is supposed to uh,
4: straight up. I mean that's the one i'm I'm more concerned won't yeah. play because I think for Cole, like I, because of his because he's a veteran and and because he's had this injury for a little bit and we know he can kind of battle through it. I just think they're giving him as much rest as possible, and you just roll him out there in game day. And as long as he can run on game day, you feel but, good about it. But Blake, it, I mean, this kind of happened. I mean, this happened. This, this. I mean, it happened in the game, and he's had he's had I don't know less than a week to be able to to get right from it. And we don't even. I mean, what is the how tough is the injury? I mean, it sounds like it's a high ankle sprain. Is that right? Yeah. So. I just don't know
1: What did it happen in the game? Like, Honestly, I didn't We were on the end, field. Right? Yeah. We didn't
3: see. It was like within
1: Towards the final the five minutes. Okay.
3: I actually know it happened. Oh, no? It happened. We were up oh. on the press box because, remember, we talked about this earlier this week. It happened close to the goal line. He still played a lot of the game second quarter. Remember? He was the one we talked about. Was right. that when he heard it? He, that's when he initially heard it, yes.
2: Second quarter. Is that I, right? Because I thought, um, yeah. Guy he was next
3: to, well, I'll just say that Todd the Archer, thing. who sees everything, was just like, he, Blake just hurt his ankle. We were up in the press box. He saw that. And I'm like, see, see, look. And he, and he did turn it on the sidelines. He was trying to get out of the way of one of our social media people down there, Courtney. He was, like, trying to move. And they, that's where they initially did it. But he continued to play. Now, if he re-injured it later in the game, that's maybe he did. But. That happened. And to go back to Cole, I mean, Cole's not something, this isn't something he's been playing with. That happened in the game, too. First drive. Yeah, but
4: he had been having issues with his ankle before that, right? Foot. But the an- there wasn't an
2: ankle
3: I injury thought before was that ankle. as well? Ankle. I
2: thought he had an ankle, ankle. and a foot. Yeah, well, ankle happened during this game. The foot has been something he's been dealing with and it, for a while. And it
3: looked nasty, you know, because you know how Seattle was falling on receivers' feet. So happened like that.
1: Well, we watched the replay yesterday. Yeah, so.
3: yeah I, honestly, We're I'm just, I'm more way. worried
4: about because here's the deal, even if earlier this week, let's assume for a second that they knew that Blake was a more serious injury, it's not like they could have really done a whole lot about it to try to get somebody in here, because the likelihood that that person could picked up enough to be able to help them this week is probably pretty small. So I don't know that they could have had any recourse with this, um, but the fact is, the fact that he's not practicing as of today, I'm, I'm way more concerned about that right now, because I think that's a, that's a pretty significant blow, I would think. Yeah. I think I kind of disagree because I mean they added a receiver, they brought up Lancelinor from the but practice no, squad but, and added a receiver. But the the difference there oh, is that sure. you're talking about receiver. Yeah, you're talking about oh, like a receiver that's much farther down the depth chart. I mean this guy would be expected to probably play. And right now, what you got left at tight end is I don't know that 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 concerns me. That concerns me a lot more than that's why I than Cole not see, being I, out there. I think Blake's
3: gonna play. That's because they don't have another option, really. And if he doesn't play, then you're going to hear the referee every other play basically say that seventy-five is reported eligible or seventy-six. Yeah. Whenever reported, they're thirteen know, personnel yeah. or whoever the extra lineman, um, Cam Fleming main, is going to be yeah know, eligible tight end, and then and then Schultz and Rico are going to have to handle it on some of those other positions.
2: So I just I lean toward thinking Jarwin will find a way onto the field. I don't know about Beasley. Davon Austin and, and Lance Lenore. Jason Garrett also mentioned Noah Brown as a guy who can play in the slot, which he does everything else, I guess. So but that's this is one of those weeks where I, I don't have a good answer for you and I and I don't think we will until sometime, maybe even on Saturday, although things like that tend to start leaking out, you know, once the team gets to gets to the game destination and stuff like that. So that's something to watch. Mike White will be inactive, David Irving will be inactive, Chris Covington will be inactive. Uh, You probably have a choice to make between Xavier Suofilo and Adam Redmond. You know, if if Xavier's good enough to be healthy, you know, to to be active, then maybe you could sit Redmond. Um, And then your your tight end and your receiver, Beasley and Jarwin. Um, Who am I missing? Hmm. Darian Thompson's still dealing with the groin. He's a guy he sat last week. He could probably sit again this week.
1: But then those would be the two the two areas where you would want to go deep this weekend: receiver and then the O line, right?
2: Yeah, I mean they could keep all the offensive linemen healthy. It just depends on what these these two injuries really have to say about it. I mean, if if Beasley's healthy, then you could
3: yeah you could do
1: that.
2: You could do that.
1: Well, and then we've talked about Sean Lee previously, and he's a guy that a lot of people are asking questions about. Um, his future and all that. But as of right now, we had questions about last weekend and what they were going to do with him in that game, how much he was going to be used when you got Leighton Vanderesh on the field and Jalen Smith. He only got about what, six? Four. Four or four, six? Four
2: or five.
1: Something like that, but very, very low. Is that a scenario where you still want to keep him Absolutely. active as a backup?
2: You're not. It makes no sense to sit an All-Pro linebacker in a game like this, in my opinion. And you, you don't need him right now. I get that, yeah. and I'm, I'm not worried about rotating him. But if something knock on wood, if something were to happen to Jalen Smith or Leighton Vander Esch, and Sean Lee is unable to help you in a winner go home game, that is a nightmare. And so I don't care what his role on special teams is; he doesn't have one. I don't care. I want him available for this game as a, you know, break glass in case of emergency type of deal. I'm so
3: with four. you on that. I didn't four. know he had four Total.
1: snaps. That's insane. Yeah. Four.
3: That's, That's and You know what? We talked about, you know, having these guys that are banged up and, and you know, do you have a, a luxury to have this guy for four snaps? I, I think if if you need to take an extra lineman or a receiver. That's or what I'm saying. Like yeah, if you it, were... it could be him.
2: Oh, see, no, I completely disagree. Why why
3: could it not be?
2: Why could it not be Sean Lee? Because if something happens to one of your starters, you are absolutely screwed. And I, I don't think it's worth the risk.
3: Same with Zeke, same with
2: Dak. Okay, but you don't have... I mean, if if Todd Gurley was your backup, I would want him active for this game, <laughs> too. I mean,
3: that's... I know. I'm just, you, It's rare to have a Pro Bowl caliber backup. That's. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I a get it. rare situation. I get it. If you can do it, do it. But I'm just saying, if you have injuries, I mean, I could see where that's going to be an issue. It was earlier this year when they were trying to win the division.
2: Sure. And, I mean, you're right. And there's only 46 jerseys, and I get that, but...
1: But do you actually imagine the Cowboys actually doing that to Sean Lee in a game like this? Like, oh, let's just make him inactive. We need other guys. In what other an, positions. what like. an
2: absolute nightmare if uh-uh. Leighton Vander Esch twists his ankle in the second <laughs> a, second quarter and Sean Lee's wearing a baseball. Second hat. play,
4: yeah, like it just no yeah. I, I'm I'm with you, Dave. I, if there's any way, I, there are a lot of other guys that I would rather see inactive than Sean Lee this week. It would have to be one of those situations where literally. I cannot find a way because of the position, the role that people are having to play. I cannot find a way to get
2: him. Out and you can like, you can find right, a way. That's if something. that means, you know, sitting alignment, even though they're banged up, whatever, or, you know, yeah, you know, maybe your special teams takes a hit and that's a big deal. I get that special teams swing games. We saw that against the Seahawks, but if, if Lance Lenore's got to pull double duty and play more teams than he's used to. So Sean Lee can be active. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Here's an interesting question from one of our guys on Twitter. He's asking, with Daniel Ross' basketball background, could you see the team using him in some packages at tight end with Jarwin being injured? You already have a basketball guy in there. I, <laughs>
2: but... <laughs> I, basketball doesn't necessarily equate to football. I pride myself. I mean, I like to think I know this team better than just about anybody. I didn't even know Daniel Ross had a basketball background, so...
3: Uh, yeah, sure. I don't, think, I don't <laughs> he, know. He did pick himself in one of those unfiltered things. That's true. I think that's how say, I figured yeah. out he he thought he could play basketball. But they all have every basketball player background. on
2: this team thinks he
4: Jordan play Lewis. Basketball. Probably all of them were pretty good basketballs at some point in their life. Basketball players at one, some, one yeah, point in their yeah. lives because they
2: blinded.
1: even Sack Martin.
4: Yeah,
2: in I'll college, never forget yeah. or
1: before college. college. I mean, in high school, high school, high yeah. school.
2: Yeah. Dez one time way back at Valley Ranch was dribbling a basketball around the locker room, and I I was like, you think. It's like if you had put football to the side when you were, like, 16 and just worked on basketball, you think you could have made it to the NBA? And he was like, "Absolutely, of course. And I, and I didn't say this. I was trying to be nice. But I was like, you're 6'2", and I've seen your shot. Like, it's decent. It's not amazing. Like, there's no way. But that's how these guys think. So, anyway. <laughs> All right. Like you could have
3: said auto racing. He'd been like, yes. "Yeah, Of course yes. I could have made it to NASCAR. <laughs> All- <laughs> yes. Of course I could have. Give me a club.
1: There's some of those guys that think they can do everything and have done everything.
3: All of them. (laughs) All of them.
1: All right, let's go ahead and take an early break. When we come back, we'll get into game day predictions. Also, keep sending us your questions at Cowboys Break on Twitter, and we'll get to it. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live
4: sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love.
5: Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we need monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be
0: limited. Restrictions apply.
5: You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk
4: to the break. We've got some really, really exciting news for all you guys out here in the DFW area or those of you that may choose to drive into the DFW area this weekend. We're going to be having an official watch party. It's the first time we're doing this um, out here at the Star, out in the uh, the Tostitos Plaza, uh, out here at the Star. It's just outside the Star Building. Uh, we'll be having a watch party. There's a huge video board out there, uh, and then there's this, this field Uh, For those of you that have never been here, there's this field that is that has like astroturf on it. Great place to sit with your lawn chairs and actually watch the video board. We're going to put the game on that video board this Saturday night at 715. Uh, there's a ton of stuff that's going to be going in. Actually, we're going to start up about 1 o'clock inside Ford Center, which is right there adjacent to the plaza. People will be able to go in there. There will be all kinds of activities fun stuff. We'll have cheerleaders out here. We're going to have former players out here. And then and the game will start up. It's a
1: real party. It's a one real o'clock?
4: party. Uh started at 1 o'clock, so you got plenty of time to get yourself right. <laughs> that's right the 6. Game. Yeah. We're yeah. selling beer? and. I don't don't know. Oh, sorry. I don't know, but there's plenty of restaurants out here if you choose to go and get some food. Are you
1: allowed to have beer while seating out there? That
3: is a key element.
4: Okay, tell you what.
1: Check out uh,
4: <laughs> StarInFrisco.com oh, sure. to get all the details about this party. Uh, we'll also be doing our pregame show from out in the plaza. Um, so if you want to get a chance to maybe go worldwide, and we'll have, allow you guys to kind of bring Mr. The worldwide. Kind of That's be a part time. of the show. Yeah, make your sign. Come on out. It's going to be a fun time, and
3: it's, uh, so, the most important part, obviously, is that you'll be able to watch geez, the game. B-Y-O-B. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I bring your think own, Brian. We are bring that. your own, Brian. Good. A little yeah. cooler. But
4: yeah, for you guys There's that are out here in this area, man, it, it'll be a really, really cool within ten feet of a really, place. really cool event. A really cool atmosphere uh, for fans that aren't going to be in LA that are in this yeah. area that want to be able to enjoy the game with other fans. Do
3: you think Washington State will bring its flag for this?
4: No.
2: What?
3: I think Washington State? You don't know that? Yeah. It's like a, it feels like a game day. You said there's going to be like game day, like signs and stuff. Washington State alums have yeah.
2: brought a Washington State flag to every episode of College Game Day for, for the last years. like 25
3: years. So there's at
2: least
4: one person that shows up yes. and they literally like, had,
2: mail it to each we other. We had a they're co-worker. Like, Who's in the Austin area that can drive this to game day? We used day. to have like a
3: guy in, in marketing named Ryan Bates. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, I remember. San Francisco now, I believe it. Yeah. He's a Washington State alum, and he on Friday one day he was freaking out. I think they were playing in Houston, uh, University of Houston, and he was freaking out because they needed him to maybe drive down there, and they were going to FedEx it to them. But somebody, you know, came in. It was like a big deal. Like, the streak is going to Yeah, so it's a big deal. For 25 years? Yes, until they, they did it, until game day ever showed up to Washington State, which they did this past week, and it was crazy. It was cool. That's a cool story. That is a cool Washington story. State. Mm-hmm. Clemson also tries to do it now, too. I think it's worked Their streak isn't as, as long yeah. as the other one
4: this is, this is definitely what our listeners want right <laughs> now. <laughs> Fine. But the moral of the I story, story is, out. if you're in the area <laughs> – Come out to, to Testitas Plaza here at the Star yeah. to watch the game with other fans. It'll be a fun time.
1: All right. Awesome. Let's hope that is fun. It will be. And fun. if you're in
3: the California area, just go to the game. There you go. I think uh, tickets are pretty cheap.
1: Two great options there. <laughs> All right. Let, let's jump right into game day predictions. Um, Nick, okay. do us the honor.
3: I, um, if this game was indoors, I don't know if I would pick it this way, but it's not outdoors here we go so no i just i don't i I wasn't expecting to pick the cowboys this round i really wasn't i thought they were going to play in new orleans and i think that's going to be a tough one we'll see if that happens next week because i do think the cowboys will get to next week i think that they will beat the rams um I just think the stars are aligning right for them. Uh, I know it's a tough game. Dave's going to tell you how uncomfortable he is that everyone's picking that way. I get it. I understand they are really good. You don't win 13 games if you're not good, but we've seen teams that win 13 games get beat in the playoffs so after a bye. We've seen it twice. Here, I think the Cowboys will run the ball on him. I think their defense is going to make some plays, and, and I think Jared Goff is going to I, – I just don't trust him just yet, and I think the Cowboys will exploit him a little bit.
2: I agree with everything you just said, which gives me a really bad feeling. It really <laughs> does. No, seriously. Like when, as, when that, when that field goal doinked twice on the goalpost on Sunday, Yeah, Miami, I was like, this is perfect. This is the matchup the Cowboys need. It's not going to be a home field advantage. The Rams have played poorly down the stretch. Jared Goff's not clutch. Uh, what else? I mean, they're, they're running de- their run defense isn't good. Like all these, I could write the list of reasons why this is a favorable matchup on a piece of paper. But then by, like, Tuesday, I, I feel like that has become the narrative to the point where I know, you know, Vegas says the Rams are six and a half point favorites. But, like, it sure as hell seems like the Cowboys are the 13 and three team and the Rams are the 10 and six upstart, you know, uh, which is bad. Like, that's just that's bad juju going into a game like this. I don't like it. Um and for all the we've knocked the Rams game for 5 days but they are 13 and 3 and they earned the right to play that poorly down the stretch because they started 11 and 1. So every I I agree with everything Nick said. I in spite of all of that I'm picking the Cowboys. I think, you know, they'll be able to run for 150 or more yards or they should. Um I don't trust Jared Goff. I think the Cowboys will be able to get to him. I don't think he has Played in pressure environments like this, certainly not as often as Dak Prescott has. He's not had to prove his metal. I, I looked this up. I actually didn't know he's got uh, he's got five game winning drives to his name. Four of them have come this year. So I mean, he's delivered in the clutch for them, but not on a stage like this. Um, so I do, you know, I, I'm picking the Cowboys. I I don't feel good about it, and uh, I know, you know, this. This bit the Cowboys in the butt two years ago. They sat at home and came out flat, but that doesn't always happen. I mean, more often than not, these one and two seeds are there for a reason. So I'm very, very timidly picking the Cowboys and hoping that all of this positive juju is not going to backfire on them.
3: Man, your ankles did not even touch the ground. You're just...
2: Yep, yeah. No,
3: (laughs) hey, I'm picking
2: the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys can win this game. I just, you just, you know, I've been, I've talked to Ollie all y'all about this all week. Is it just it gives me a bad feeling? Like everybody just feels a little too happy. Everybody, you know, it almost feels like the Cowboys are already in the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. At least around here. Well, they're not. I know. I know they're not. <laughs> we but... don't know
3: anything about
4: that. And when you say around here, let's clap, let's let's. Let's clarify. Not that. talking about players or the football or team is not what we're talking yeah, about. We're yeah. talking about just the things that have to happen on the business side in order to Well, and
2: well, get but but that's playoffs. that's fans too. I you know, and fans are fans, but like you find that, you know, there's there's a chink in the Rams' armor where it's like, "Well, they can't defend the run and there's going to be Cowboys fans. That, of course we're going to win." Well, and it's just kind of like
4: this snowball effect that gives me a bad feeling. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. All right. I I kind of agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. The one thing I'll say is, and you touched on this a bit, um, is the quarterbacks. And the one thing I'll say about the times when the Cowboys have lost in this round, um, in the past, uh, you're going up against guys that are like Aaron Rodgers. um, And I think that this week, I think, which is very different than most times, I think the Cowboys have the quarterback advantage, personally. Um, I talked to you guys yesterday about, um, I mentioned yesterday, the similarities between the numbers of these two quarterbacks. Um, And really, most of their numbers are almost identical, except for one big difference, which is Dak Prescott's ability to run the ball. That's where the big difference is between these two quarterbacks. And I think that's where the Cowboys win this game is, not only on being able to run the ball with Zeke, but I think Dak is going to make, just as he has in most of the games, the Cowboys have done good things this year. There are going to be one, two, maybe three big plays in the game where Dak's feet are going to be the reason why the Cowboys um, get the scores that they need to get, and that will be the difference in this game. I think it's going to be an extremely close game, a very entertaining game. I think the final score is 27-26, Cowboys. Boom.
1: Well, well, we tend to talk about home field advantage, and we know that the Rams have been pretty good at home, and we've seen what the Cowboys have done away from home. And Of course, that was previous to the whole Amari Cooper yeah. trade and all that, but we've seen how they've played away from home. Do you take this how how much do you take this aspect into consideration for what you are expecting to happen this weekend?
3: Well, you know, I I don't think that the that the Rams have a I mean they've been good at home because they've been good. I mean, they've been good yeah. on the road. They they're they're just a good really good football team and and I think that but I don't think that they're st- stadium their venue is is one that's just going to be like oh my god it's just it's not like going to Seattle. So loud and and you know there's going to be a lot of Cowboy fans there I or just, New Orleans yeah I mean it's different than that <laughs> I, I I just think that you know if they get beat they get beat by by a better team but I don't think that they'll have a huge crowd advantage from noise I, I don't think it's an environment that's really tough to play it's you know tough to play it's a historic uh, place but you know, I I don't think that's gonna, gonna be the reason why the Cowboys lose. If they lose, it won't be because of that. it'll be because they didn't stop no. early and they couldn't block right. the two guys up front.
2: It'll be no, it'll it's be exactly I think fifty fifty percent Cowboys fans. Do you think it's fifty? I heard somebody suggested it could be as many as seventy percent Cowboys fans. Which I, I don't be believe. shocked. I don't I'm believe there's only
3: six yeah. days to do it. I We've mean, been
4: to some stadiums where Cowboys have a but, huge following, like Arizona. I've never been to a game on the road where they if, have more. I mean, they've had like I would where you be thought surprised. maybe they got to about forty no, percent. I've never seen a like, stadium where it was. Yes, anymore. you have Cleveland. Yes, you have. Was
2: that more? There were no Browns fans in that stadium yeah. that day.
4: But like, well, it's the sign though. That what we
2: that wasn't our game. GPO de Wound. Yeah. That was that just happened on Twitter. No, that wasn't our that wasn't our game. game. No. Uh, there were no Browns fans if, in that building that day.
3: But I get your point. If the Rams, if this was like if the Cowboys were playing like the Saints, and 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 then they beat the Saints, and the Rams beat like the Eagle Bears or whatever and then all of a sudden you're both teams like, oh, oh, wow, we're playing a game at the Rams, you know, championship game, and they didn't really know it was happening, and then it's just a race to Ticketmaster or SeatGeek or whatever, then I think the Cowboys would win. But they've been sitting on this for two weeks. Like, they are really more than that, like a month and a half, that they've known there is a game this weekend at home. I think their fans are going to be there.
2: But I do I – oh, I don't think it'll be 70%. Yeah. But he, I, mean, I don't it's, think it'll be 50%. Think an, think, an analogy, I think it will be. An analogy, I mean – when when LSU plays in the Superdome like it ain't it ain't Baton Rouge but that's who lives there and that's who lives in LA too i mean there's
4: there's a strong Cowboys fan base out there i bet yeah. And there's a secondary market of tickets. That's how you kind of get them in. Is people get on there and they start saying, "I can get what for my ticket?" Mm-hmm. I wonder oh, how okay. many. I wonder <laughs> you
2: know? how many people in L. A. are Cowboys fans who bought Rams tickets just to have the tickets. You know, like because well, the Rams are now a team that's. I'll close go, to oh, yeah. the Rams play the Chiefs this year, and I can sell the other tickets, and yep. you know, I'll still get. I'll still see the Cowboys, and when the Cowboys come, I can have the tickets. to That I bet there's a ton of people like that. I would guess
4: so. Uh, I don't know if I get to fifty percent, but I think there will be a sizable number. And I think to your point. It, it does diminish the home-field advantage. That's why the teams that have a real home-field advantage is because you don't see a lot of opposing fans in their stadium. When you go to New Orleans, when you go to Seattle, like it's mostly their fans. Like You'll see a smattering of your fans, but it's their fans, and their fans are loud and obnoxious. And I don't know that L.A. I don't know if they've been there enough to develop
3: that kind of fan base yet. Well, you know? I mean, it was just training camp. It wasn't like a big venue. But, I mean, there was a lot of people that remember that? that yeah, year they training, yeah, they showed yeah, up. Was, they showed, up, there, showed up. That was their first year to really come back. And, right. and, you know, if I remember that, I saw it on social media somewhere today about a fight. Uh, the, the Remember the remember fight? fight? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember one Crazy. guy for the Rams that— was not very cool in that at all. He came from behind, hit a guy, ran off. Let's hope he that he returns punts. Like Let's hope he returns punts yeah, well for the Cowboys. Cowboys. Hey, it was, it was it was Tavon. It was Tavon. Yeah, went up <laughs> there and hit a guy in the back and then ran off. He's fast.
4: Wasn't it on camera? Didn't somebody catch oh, it? Yeah. On, on the whole yeah. thing was on camera. The whole thing, yeah, it was bad. But there were so many fights, it's hard to know that, <laughs> that everything got caught. Yeah, it time. was it was yeah. it was mayhem. It, it was, was crazy. crazy. All
2: cool.
1: right, here's a different question. Did, did you?
4: Well, you're
3: you? picking the Cowboys. It's fine.
1: I am picking the okay. Cowboys. Hello, look at what I'm wearing. Hello, I'm supporting the team today. You
3: know, if you just saw the S on the side, I mean, that definitely could be Rams too. Okay. The way the way their colors are. No, they got the they got that navy with white. It looks terrible. I, I like the navy and white.
2: I do too.
4: I just think it's I don't like it as much a helmet as I like in the, jersey right now. I don't like it as much as
2: I like the royal and the gold. Yeah, I, I that's, like the old
4: Eric Dickerson look. Yeah. Thing.
1: All right, if Cowboys win the toss, who would you want them to send on the field first? Defense or offense?
4: Always defense. Yeah. yeah. Always defer. I never
2: Do you
1: think that's what they're going to do?
4: Well, to their credit,
1: I mean, that's what they've been doing. Well,
2: they've been doing it when they've won the toss, right. which is win never. It. They right, never right. win the toss for whatever.
1: How weird is that?
2: I bet you. I bet I'm you find us in that. I have. You, you think you, 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 <laughs> you think they're the worst? Do I don't know if they're the worst. I bet you. They have
1: stats for that.
3: Definitely.
2: I'll bet you. Oh my god! It's not more than four, five at the max. Yeah, that they've won. That they've won
3: the toss. Turned right to it. What do you got? all right oh this is their record when they've won the to- wow. okay so oh when they've won the toss they're six and oh nice when, oh so when they've lost the toss um they're four and six so and then in the postseason, they also lost the toss so they have the 17 games they've won it six times and won every game and then the 11 times they haven't won it and they're five and six in those games moral to the story win the toss jails never fails they've never they
1: deferred on every uh, one they won.
4: I think early in the year they they weren't. There. I don't. I don't no. think they were earlier in the
2: season. They they yeah. were taking the ball. I don't think yeah. they. I don't think they've taken the ball of their own accord once this year. They I haven't. remember they started the season by starting with the ball three times in a row because they kept losing the toss. That's because they
4: lost the toss. Yeah. yeah. I I don't think that they've won the toss and taken the ball all year. I just think I always think that it's, it is such a in my opinion it is such a tactical advantage to to defer just because you get the opportunity to do a double back-to-back. Like, if you can get the yeah. ball and score before the half and then get the ball coming out of the half. Not that it always turns out like that, because a lot of times you well, don't score you coming out of half. Yeah. half. Uh, but it gives you that opportunity. That that chance exists. And to me, that can be a huge turn in the game if you can ever get that and if you can actually turn it into points on both both possessions. Now is not the time to switch up the strategy. No. Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: All right, let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we'll keep answering some of these questions about Cowboys versus Rams. And then... I got someone asking for some crazy predictions from you guys. So we'll get into that in a little bit.
0: While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com/football.
3: Back to the break. So how do you cover your crack of dawn? The answer is easy. It's a pair of Tommy John. No, not the baseball pitcher or the surgery for your arm. We're talking the best underwear. Sophisticated approach with the charm. The material is so soft and comfy, you don't feel it around your junk. Sometimes you forget you're wearing anything. It's like commando without the funk. When you want the best in protection, forget a wall for the border. The answer is Tommy John. Plus, it's 20% off your first order. Whether you're from Houston, New Orleans, Dominican Republic, or Wichita Falls, make sure Tommy John is your answer for panties, briefs, or draws. For the best underwear in the universe, from Uranus to Venus, get you some Tommy John to protect your package. Is this the first time I'm ever hearing this read, or did you just make that up on the fly?
1: I think he mixed it up. That was
3: impressive. As
1: he's re-
4: like, it looked like yeah. he was reading, but I know he wasn't reading because I've never seen that one. But that was pretty good. <laughs> and to say I'm
1: pretty you just sure it's does the not say the Dominican Republic on there.
4: No, it doesn't. He left Crosby out. That kind of I'm me.
2: sorry. Kind of hurts me a little bit, but whatever. Well, I'm sure Amber's from a town or a city in yeah. the Dominican Republic. Well, he too. Didn't even She's say Houston. Did. Yeah, you did. I did.
1: He did. Yeah.
4: I no. did say Houston. <laughs> oh, okay, I did, but I'm not from Houston. <laughs> oh my gosh! Go. All right, go. let's no. talk about, God, either, the the just, the about the kicker. Questions about the kicker. Thank you, Nick.
1: Question about the kickers. What field goal range um, for Brett Maher would you hope for this weekend? Or this hmm? question was kind of weird, weirdly. But what range do you feel confidence in for Brett Maher? Uh, 50 kicked? to
3: 60. I'm good. Um, so as I was saying, are we going to able to break yeah, this I'm up good like, from 50 you know, to 60? Where did field.
2: he miss from last week? 58.
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I, I'm not, it just not. depends when the game is. You can't just say like, I'm not really com- um, comfortable with him kicking those long field goals. That's like in the middle of the game. I mean, especially when the defense is playing well and you ha- have an opportunity to give the Rams a really good field position there if you miss it. So. Uh, you know, yeah. in, into the half, yeah, he he's he's a little bit of a weapon into the half in game because you you got five or six more yards that most kickers don't have.
2: Was that a 58 yard field goal? So that's from about the 40 41 yard line, right?
3: Yeah, I I, I hated
2: that decision. Obviously, it didn't bite the Cowboys. Well, the, but,
3: and the ball goes on where the where the where the kick is made.
2: Yeah, oh, good. So even for, yeah, it's even know, further. I'm, I'm not trying to give the Rams a 50 yard field. I think that's stupid. Yeah, if the if the clock is going to expire. You know, if it's the end of the half or something like that, then fine. But I'm not trying to give – I think 50 50 is where I feel comfortable sending him out. Maybe 52, maybe. But, like, I think depending on how the defense is playing, I think I'd rather try to pin them. I mean, that's something that Chris Jones has been good at over the course of his career is putting the ball out of bounds or limiting the return on a punt down inside the 10. I think I'd much rather try to do that than – risk giving the rams a short field
4: on a missed kick and if everything holds true with what we've seen of this defense and what they've been for most of the year even when you're playing really good offenses the way that they're able usually to score is when they have a shorter field. we saw it last week with seattle and i don't know if you even put seattle in the category with the great offenses in the league but they if you if you give this defense uh if you tell them that they're going to start on the opponent's uh 20 then i think in most instances i think they feel like they can at least hold a three Right. Mm-hmm. It's when you give them that short field that that becomes infinitely. And sometimes they even make stops there. But I think you just put them at more risk of having to give up points. So for me, I'm always I'm going to play the game of field position because I got a good enough defense to do that. The only time I take those uh, that I even feel comfortable sending my kicker out there on those long field goals or end of half or end of game when you absolutely have to do it. And there's no other option.
1: Yep. Yep.
3: That's why that's why what they did against the Giants in the last regular season game was really impressive because the Giants after that touchdown and two point conversion, still a minute something to go and they kick off to like because of Antoine Woods' penalty, uh, which he explained by the way, which is pretty funny um, but he he kicked I mean they kicked off and what they got the ball around midfield and they didn't get another yard mm-hmm. but Antoine was talking about that this week he's been you know doing some interviews you know going back to L.A. and all that. And he said that basically he goes, yeah, I'm gonna appeal the fine, but I don't think I'm gonna. He got fined because he ran out to the 50 yard line, and he goes, I ran out there, and no, he goes, I ran out on the field, and I thought people were coming with me, but nobody came with me. <laughs>
4: Who's going with yeah, me? It was like there's
3: more coming, you know. And he goes, really, uh-uh. just because you ran to the field, he's like. Yeah, I kind of got to the 50, and I looked back, and no one was there, and I was like, oh, I better get back, but uh, I, the damage was done. So, That's hilarious. I like,
4: wish I could have seen the look on his you, face when he realized nobody was yeah, with Yeah, he was like, I thought
3: they were all coming with me. like, come on, hot boys, let's go, and they were like, oh. I ain't going to
4: find
1: it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs>
4: That's funny. That's hilarious.
1: All right. Yesterday we kind of talked about this, but here's a little bit of a different questions. Um, do you see Dallas using the Eagles win over the Rams as a blueprint for Saturday?
3: Man, if they, if they do, they won't admit it because not just because it's Philadelphia, but I mean, they've had a really good defense all year, but I, uh, you know, what Philadelphia did in that game, I think, is are things for defensive purposes. I think they're things that the Cowboys have, have done all year, you know, and they've been better at it. Um, they actually have a better secondary than Philadelphia does. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to have to give up as much in the back end as far as, you know, to, to cover because I think they have a better secondary. But, I mean, I, I think maybe Philadelphia, you know, they just they outscored the Rams in that game. I kind
2: of – I scoff a little bit at the idea of, like, a a blueprint, especially when you're talking about a team like this. Whoa, the Eagles gave the – the blueprint to beat the Rams or I mean the Cowboys did it too like did the Cowboys provide the blueprint to beat the Saints well yeah mm-hmm. if you can hold Drew Brees to 127
4: passing yards it's a hell of a blueprint do it <laughs> go do it Have It's fun. like it's like the people say the same thing about the the Colts game it's like yeah if you got that offensive line yeah. feel free it's, it'll it's, work it's, Aaron <laughs> yeah. Donald
2: Aaron Donald had one of the worst games of his entire career against the Eagles credit to their line Uh he had no sacks I don't think he had a quarterback hit I think he had four pressures that's impressive so by all means, like yeah. go, please, I would love to see Connor Williams and Zach Martin do that. I think it's a little bit easier said than done, but I do think there's by all means, I do think there's elements of that game plan that you can that you can incorporate. Obviously, right. the Eagles used play action to tremendous success. I mean, they had a break in that you know Foles faked it off, fooled the entire ram. I mean, Aaron Donald literally stopped rushing because he thought Foles had given the ball off and. I don't remember who the receiver was, but he was literally just standing behind the Rams secondary, like, waving his hands. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's elements, misdirection, play action that you can use. But if it was easy as just following
4: a blueprint, then the Rams wouldn't be 13-3. and And by the way, that happens every week. There are elements from every single game. That's why coaches go back and watch film of the previous games that the team's plays. Because they're looking for those little moments where even if they won the game, they're looking for those little things That kind of gave them a problem, and they're like, huh, this gave them a problem. Maybe we should try to exploit this. So that happens every week. That's no different. And it's like you said, it's not a blueprint as much as it is just these little things that you say, hey. And they also know for themselves they have to self-scout and say – these are areas where we had issues so we're going to see it again and teams are going to keep doing it until we figure it out so you better figure yeah. it out like that happens every week in the NFL
2: for how often the Cowboys run the ball it doesn't seem like they take enough advantage of play action and i'm going to i'll borrow this from i mentioned him yesterday john john who does the tape uh, owning who does the tape reviews for the morning news um i think he he did the stats and said i think the Cowboys do play action 22% of the time and they actually upped it to 30 against the Seahawks so you know they're willing to adapt for all the uh, for all the flack we give them, and and I think that's something that could really help them in this game too. And a
3: yeah. lot of that play action is just from the shotgun, you know, fake right. and right. almost like a, a read. It's not really a, a true under center play action, which I think kind of draws in the uh, the defense even more. But yeah, flea I flea flicker I, would do even more, right? Yeah, flea flicker, <laughs> would great. flea
1: well, flicker
2: in this game would break our per
1: fan but. request. Someone wants to know a little crazy prediction. Y'all gave the Clicker. prediction. You you think they'll do no,
3: that? I think the Rams will do it. That's what I do. I think the Rams will try it. Good call. They'll do it. And then uh, That's
4: not as crazy a prediction. Yeah. I don't know if that even qualifies yeah. as crazy predictions. A fake punt count for the
3: Rams or is that just what they do? I
2: was I don't know if this counts as crazy, especially with everything we saw on special teams um last week, but I just think Something, something huge will happen on special teams that'll swing this game, and not necessarily. You know, you'd love to see Tavon have another long return, mm-hmm. but it could be a muffed punt or a fake. Yeah. Uh, I think there will be a huge special a team. Sketchy play. in practice today, wouldn't he? he? He, That's. I think that was my inspiration for saying that. He didn't look awesome today.
3: Mm. Wasn't Tavon? Awesome. Uh,
2: he was not Tay Awesome today. Um. So I think there will. I think that'll be a thing. And uh, I'm just gonna do it. I, i'm I, I already I picked the Cowboys to win in spite of a bunch of misgivings. So I'm just gonna say, Noah Brown's going to make a play. Oh, yeah. that's crazy! For all a of good one. Wait, for yeah. or one? <laughs> no, 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 Noah Brown's going to say for which Noah team? Brown is going to make a play for the Cowboys, and all y'all are going to get off his back. Okay. Yeah.
1: Hey, I've been a right. Noah fan, but no. You he, haven't. no. What are I'm you talking about? No no, 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 I'm no, 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 no. I've liked him since last year. You I'm are
2: the only, only Noah Brown fan I'm left. The only one left. It's me and his mom. All right. Y'all can all get the hell out of here. You
1: and his mom, Mrs.
4: Brown. That's
1: right. Hey. It is disappointing. It is disappointing that me, at least, and other people, too, had high expectations or better expectations, and then it just doesn't – I like Noah
3: Brown, actually, from what I know about him. He doesn't talk or do anything. I mean, you know, as Bill Parcells used to say about one of the young players, he just always had a straight face. He was like – the highway could collapse in front of this guy and we wouldn't even he wouldn't even blink. I think Noah Brown's kind of like that. I like him. I don't like how much the Cowboys coaching staff puts on his plate. I don't think he's ready for some of these moments that they put out there for him. He's got this hybrid player, but they think he's because he's bigger than Lance Lenore, then he can block K.J. Wright, mm. and it doesn't work that way.
1: You know, I've thought um, at certain occasions where it's like, okay, why do you keep forcing it when it, you don't see it working out? But then at the same time, I go back, okay, that is the only way to get better. It's like when you keep trying. So I go back and forth and not really sure what the right balance is to yeah. whether keep him in there or like take him out. I don't know.
3: You know, if Dak would have just hit him on that pass, it was it Washington where he was wide open, but it was he was getting rushed and he just missed it. it was wide open. If he does that, then everyone everything changes. Yeah, he probably catches it, touchdown. And then you're like, okay, see, that's, that's first good. of five. He would he would have gone on a roll. Yeah, yeah. he would have yeah, had also. Rico's five touchdowns.
1: You got a crazy, crazy prediction? prediction? Yes, there
4: kidding? will be a defensive touchdown this game. One, Ooh. I don't know which team, but there's going to be a defensive touchdown this game. Okay, somebody's going to make a big play on defense. They're going to end up in six points.
1: I almost got excited until you said, <laughs> I don't know which team. <laughs> I
4: don't know which th- like. <laughs> I I just think that I usually when you have games like this, like it when they're so closely matched, mm-hmm. it. Something happens, some big play happens. It almost happened in this last game with special teams with Tavon's return, but those are the kind of plays that usually end up being the difference here. And I think it's gonna happen this. Week. I think one of these defenses is gonna score.
2: For all the love that the Chiefs and the Rams got in that Monday night football game, like fifty-four to fifty one, didn't the defenses score mm-hmm. like three touchdowns? Yes. I think game? both defenses
3: scored, right? Yeah. yeah. there was three touchdowns in okay. the game. So everybody that was saying this is a this game's horrible. How about some defense? Well, there was there was seven turnovers and three touchdowns. But even if you take those out, there was a ton of points scored sure. by the offenses. So Fun it game. was an offense game. What would surprise
2: well all right, what would surprise you more if the Cowboys win 14 to 10 or <laughs> if the Cowboys all right, we'll, we'll just assume the Cowboys win for the but they win 14 to 10, they play like they did against the Saints or if Dak just beats
4: Goff in like this 48 to 45 shootout. You know, I almost when I was picking the games, I almost went the route of high-scoring shootout, Cowboys win, just because what gives me reason to kind of think that is because that would have been the narrative had the Cowboys won against the Packers in 2016, but for the fact that... Aaron yep. Rodgers 30, like, 34 31 is a very routine NFL score though. I'm talking But for like, this offense that's a big scoring sure, game. It like is. that's a no, big scoring. And 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 in the playoffs that's a big scoring game in the NFL. You usually don't see scores so like that. That's that's what that's why I asked the question because that's <laughs> I don't know. Like, right. I'm saying 55. I'm I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't know that necessarily I would be shocked if this was a high scoring game. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. The playoffs are wacky. Yeah, they are. And things happen like that in the playoffs sometimes. I don't think
3: the Cowboys are at full strength with their offense. I mean, I think you would need to have a lot of different options, like the Beasleys and Jarwin, just up and down the field, different guys. Oh, we stopped Cooper. But guess what? I don't know if they're going to have as many guys to do that, go up and down the field. And I don't think their defense is going to allow that much. I really don't. I don't think it's going to. I'll be surprised if it's that, because I, I don't think it'll get that high.
1: All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. We'll be making our way to LA tomorrow, but there will be a joint show tomorrow at 11. I believe who's on that? Brian, Brian.
3: Nate, and maybe Taylor and Lindsay. All
1: right. Well, there you have it, guys. For you, that for those of you who wants to who want to tune in tomorrow for the final say before the game, that's tomorrow at 11 a.m. In the meantime, bye, guys. Good luck to y'all this weekend. Let's enjoy it for Derek. In- <laughs> Derek <Inman. laughs> Yeah. That uh, that would be, gonna, be an interesting combination. One day Nick wouldn't on I would on and right. David Hellman, Amber Garcia. This has been Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com.
0: Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!